right back to life. We don't want to do that. We want to come back to You and worship You and thank You and be with You. You're so awesome, Lord God. We love You. In Jesus' name, Amen. Zoe was pitching in too, huh? (laughs) It's awesome. Well, hey, how about the kids come up real quick? We're not going to make this long. By the way, Ferraros, there was a noticeable spiritual difference when you guys walked in. The second song. um, I didn't even turn around, but I just knew. Awesome. You going to join in too? You want to say anything? Gotcha. Well, what's up, bros? It's just us up here. Um, Has anyone ever, and I know a couple of you have, but has anyone, not just the bros anymore, um, got a girl in the party. Has anyone, uh uh-huh, has anyone ever heard of the word or name Adonai before? I think Leon's heard of Adonai before. Have you heard of it before, Isaac? Leon's definitely heard of it because Adonai pronounced a little different is his dad's name, Adani. Adonai is a Hebrew name meaning Lord or Master. And that that is a very repeated title for who we know as Jesus now. But that his name then was Adonai, Lord or Master. And so I wanted to ask Adonai tonight if he wanted to say anything to you guys. And he said, sure, why don't you get Adani up there? So Adani is going to speak for Adonai. Because they've got the same name but pronounced a little different. So Adani, why don't you come up here and just pray over the kids. Just like it says, Paul um, wrote to the Thessalonians saying, we didn't just give you the gospel, but we gave you ourselves. So you just give them the gospel and give them yourself as you pray over them, bro. Father God, we just thank you so much for the little ones here. Jesus, they are a gift. They are treasure from you. And Lord, I just pray um, that even at this age, that they will be able to discern your voice, Jesus, to dream dreams, Lord. Give them dreams. And Lord, I just pray for revelations. I pray that they'll be able to speak wisdom even to their parents and that their parents will hear from you as they interact with these wonderful gifts. Lord, uh, I just thank you for this time. I bless the rest of this um, service. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Sort of. Sort of. Well, that's awesome. Thank you, bros plus sis. Here, why don't we break it down real quick in a talking voice. Break it down to Adonai. Isn't it? It's so funny that people used to be so scared. They were so scared of violating a commandment they wouldn't even say the Lord's name, but we get to. That's just really special. All right. Huh? Huh? 
blessing of bread and wine uh-huh. for yeah like Barukata Adonai Elohim Malika Onam Hamotzilechimin Haaretz. Um, I forgot. I kind of get the mixed up. Cohen knows more Hebrew than most of us combined. <laughs> Probably so. All right, Adonai on three. One, two, three. Adonai. Adonai. Boy, was that your talking voice? Huh? <laughs> you talk that loud. Well, wouldn't be surprised. But that's awesome. All right. So kids care, right? Is that a thing? Awesome. Seven and under. Awesome. Go get them, Paul. <laughs> okay. T-Jags, bring it on. Just pray Jeremiah 1 over you, man. Do not be dismayed by their faces, for I have sent you to them. You don't have to. That doesn't mean your faces are ugly. That was a warning to Jeremiah saying that, hey, you're going to say some stuff to them that they're going to, when you say it. And I'm telling you, day one, chapter one, don't you think about their faces. I sent you to them. So I sent you to them. We're reading the letter of Tommy. Only good faces. And we need to talk into this, correct? Okay. I'm just going to move this out of the way. Guaranteed to follow. All right, let's pray. Father God, we just come before you tonight and we just trust that that you're good. I just trust that you want to speak. God, uh, Psalm 29, it says that that your voice just shatters the cedars, God. When you speak, things happen. And I trust that and I trust you. So God, I just pray um, just over over this time um, of our service um, that it be fruitful. And God, I just pray that we can we can walk away with things to draw near and draw close to you. So God, I just pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, yeehaw. Didn't know which side of the paper to look at. Yeah, so I'm just going to talk about a couple different things tonight. We were going to try to keep the talks inside of what we're, we're fasting about, right? So, I don't really know where... I fall tonight. I think some of it is intimacy and maybe humility. I'm not really sure. So we'll just call it intimacy and, you know, let her fly. So um, tonight I want to talk about two things, okay? Um, kind of like last time, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you and tell you and then tell you what I told you, okay? Um, so tonight I want to talk about two things. Um, in Psalm 25, David says, lift your souls up to the Lord. So I want to talk about what in the world does that mean, how to do it, and how to do it well, okay? So lifting up our souls to the Lord, and then we're going to go kind of the opposite way, and I'm going to talk about being on our knees before the Lord, all right? Not just in our hearts, but literally like on our knees before the Lord. What does that look like? So we're going to talk about lifting up our souls and getting on our knees and seeking Him, 
All right. So, um, without any further ado, if you want to read along with me, go to Psalm 25. Um, man, whew, this psalm um, sustained me over the last few months. Where would I be without Psalm 25? Um, it has been, it's funny, I think I read it more weeks ago than I have like preparing for what I wanted to share tonight. That's how big of a deal it was for me. Um, but I'm just going to read verses 1 and 2 um, of Psalm 25, and this is a Psalm of David, and it goes like this. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exult over me. I'm going to read it one more time. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exult over me. So, um, yeah, let's just talk about it. What does it mean to lift up our soul to the Lord? All right. Um, that's just been something that, that I've been digging into, um, not just these last couple weeks since I was trying to prepare what I wanted to say, but for the last couple months. Um, kind of the, the word picture, I guess, that I would want to share, I, I like to share with pictures a lot, is what we really want to do in our intimacy and our connection with the Lord is like if we had like a pipe, almost like plumbing, going from his heart to our heart, I want that thing clean. And I want as many tools, not tricks necessarily, but as many tools, as many things that I can put into practice to make sure that thing stays open. And one of the things that I've found in my walk with him on keeping that pipeline open is lifting my soul up to him. Okay? So, lifting up our soul to the Lord. What does it mean to do this? Okay? Um, literally, what it means, so soul, we talk about our mind, our will, and emotions. So on a practical level, it's letting God know how we're doing, okay? Literally. And when I say letting God know how we're doing, I mean literally out loud talking to him and sharing with him what's going on inside of our hearts, okay? So that's the most practical way I can tell you what does lifting up our soul to the Lord, what does it look like, how do you do it? It's literally out loud. If you're taking notes, please write down the words out loud. Okay, I'm going to talk about that in just a second. But it is letting the Lord know what's going on inside of our hearts, inside of our minds, and what's going on with our emotions. Okay, so what does this do? I'm going to talk about a couple things that it does and then talk about a, a few different things to keep in mind as we do this with the Lord. Okay, it creates a place of vulnerability with Him. Okay, if we want to talk about intimacy... One of the best parts about intimacy is kind of one of the more scary parts about intimacy is being vulnerable with the Lord. Okay, so the biggest point that I have to say about lifting up our souls to the Lord is this. It invites him into our situation and gives him access to our hearts. And that's that's scary. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but that's scary for me, okay? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that again. It invites him into our situation and gives him access to our hearts, right? Um, he, he's a gentleman. Now, there, there are times where he, you know, knocks the doors down and lets himself in, but I think he's the type that he likes to be welcomed in. And one of the ways that we do that is lifting up our souls to him, sharing with him what's going on, and then that gives him an opportunity 
to get in there and do the things that he needs to do. Okay. And, and when I talk about saying things out loud, I think a lot of times, I'm not just sure if it happens with you all. I know it happens with me. Um, is until I speak something out, like nothing really changes. We can sit there and have all the thoughts going through our minds. We can sit there and literally like waste away as these things are on the inside of us. Like I think David was talking about, and we're not always just sharing just sin and just the ugly stuff, right? But like David was talking about when, when sin was like inside of his soul, it was like his bones were wasting away. I think a lot of times when the things of our soul stay in there too long or like sit around in our minds, we can feel like we're wasting away, right? But there's something that happens. There's something that changes when we start speaking it out loud, okay? So I, I think it's in Luke. Somebody help me out exactly where it's at. I think it's Luke 6. I didn't write it down, but it says, like, out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth speaks. So when we start talking, there might even be, like, really deep things down in there that we didn't even know were in there that start to come out and allows him even more access to our hearts, okay? Um, so uh, a couple other things that I wrote down. Um, I already said this once, but I'll say it again. It's, it's a little bit scary, and it feels a little bit weird. Um, there's been quite a few times where I've, I've spoken in front of people, and I encourage people, like when you're in, in prayer with the Lord and, and spending time with the Lord to speak out loud. Um, I know for me it's a lot more convicting. Okay. One of the notes I, I, I wrote down is like, we want to share like the good stuff with the Lord, but we also want to like share the yucky stuff with the Lord too. Like give them all of it. Right. So there might be good stuff. <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't do well when there's lots of other things going on. So anyway, I'm just going to let them go on by. Um, get back to the, uh, the things that we share with the Lord when we're lifting up our souls to him. It doesn't have to be just the yucky stuff. I encourage you to speak out loud the yucky stuff because he'll really take care of it and really handle it. But also want to encourage us to share the good stuff too. All right. It doesn't have to just be the yucky stuff, just be the not fun stuff. Um, share the good stuff as well because he's our father and he likes to hear the good stuff. All right. It's funny, like our kids and I, courtesy of my wonderful wife, Melissa, who's not here tonight, um, we do uh, a game at dinner, um, and do, do uh, Isaac or Eliza, do you want to tell them what we, what we talk about at dinner? What do we do? What is it? It's okay. What, what, do, what do we say to one another? What do we ask each other? High-low buffalo. All right, so high-low buffalo with the Lord, okay? So what does that mean? At the Jagger's house, we want to hear what's the best part of your day. We want to hear what's the worst part of your day. And Buffalo is just something kind of like weird that happens throughout the day. That's just kind of this, oh, this kind of weird thing happened, right? What'd you say? Or crazy. Yes, crazy. So um, we want to do that with the Lord, right? Just like I'm a dad. I want to hear the best parts of my kid's day. And I also want to hear the bad parts of my kid's day. Like, you know, he wants that as well, right? So um, a couple other things uh, about the scripture as I'm sitting down looking at it. It says, to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. All right? It doesn't say, to all of my friends and all of my family and all the people that I look up to and all these other people, I lift up my soul to them. Right? Counsel's good. Okay? 
Proverbs, I'm sure there's somewhere in there. I, I know it talks about counsel. Wise counsel is, is a good thing. But what I would encourage us to do is go to Him first. Okay? When it comes to lifting up our souls, we can trust Him. He's outside of time. He's outside of everything. We can trust Him. So I would say go to Him first. Especially with just, especially with the yucky stuff. Go to Him first. Okay? Um, yeah, so where was I at? Yes, go to Him first. Okay? Um, let's see here. The enemy is going to work really, really hard to keep us from doing this. I think that the enemy wants to keep us quiet. I think that the enemy wants to keep us fearful and he wants to keep us inside of ourselves. So, I would just encourage all of us, lift up your souls to the Lord. It's a good thing. It's a refreshing thing. Um, it can also be really, really convicting. So, um, But I encourage all of us to do it. Okay? I guess kind of the last thing I would like to say about that is he wants to be our counselor. Like the Holy Spirit is our counselor and he really wants to be that. And I, I think it just creates, it's, it's a special place in his heart when he has one of his children who want to do that with him. Okay? Awesome. So that's kind of the, the, the first part of it. Lifting up our souls to the Lord. Okay? Um, and keeping that, that pipeline between us and him as clear as possible. Okay? So the second thing that I want to talk about, and this is going to be like one of the, probably one of the shortest talks ever. All right. I'm always extremely to the point. So, but this has really jacked me up over the last, last couple weeks. And I just want to talk about what it looks like to be on our knees before the Lord. Okay? Now, the first thing that I would like to say, um, before I get into any of this that I want to share, is that what I'm not telling anyone to do is this. I'm not saying, like, you have to spend time on your knees in prayer before the Lord. Maybe God right now has you laying down. Maybe he has you dancing, like closing the door and dancing before him. He's had me do that before, right? So if he's doing something completely different with you, and this does not resonate with you at all, okay, just know that Tommy's not saying, go home and you have to pray on your knees, okay? But I think what's happening tonight, and I think what God wants to do, is he wants to invite us into that place in a really gentle way. Invite us into a place of being before him in awe and wonder and glory and just saying that you're worthy, okay? So I feel like that's what he wants to do with this, is he wants to invite us into that place. So this isn't a try harder, you pray harder, you know, be like the people that we read about in all the books and all that other stuff, like get it right kind of thing. No, it's not that at all. It's, I feel like the king of glory is inviting us into a place of wonder and awe and just being, hum not necessarily like humble, but just like humble before him and just that healthy, just awe of the Lord where you literally can't say anything other than whoa. <laughs> who am I? And I think he's just inviting us into that place. So I wanted to share that first. So on our knees before the Lord. Um, when, when I was first thinking about the things that I want to talk about, um, I, I got a picture and I felt like I saw Jesus walking 
Okay. And, and I felt like I, I saw Mary, like Martha and Mary, that Mary, right? I felt like I saw Mary run out and just get down on her knees before the Lord. And I was like, hmm, that's really interesting. I, you know, hadn't really thought about Mary in a while. Um, I've listened to some really amazing sermons on Mary in the last couple of years, but just this theme of being on our knees before the Lord really just started to kind of take over my heart. So that's kind of what started leading me down this road. So when we look at Mary, I, I'd never thought about this before. Um, and this is something that one of these sermons that I listened to about her brought up, but she was always at the Lord's feet. Okay. Everybody else may know that. I don't know. I, I never like put two and two together with that. Um, but she was always at the Lord's feet. So if you look in John 1039, okay, that's where she's sitting at the Lord's feet, right? He's teaching, Martha's off doing her thing, and she's at the Lord's feet, okay? When you go to John 1137, that's when homeboy Lazarus decided to chill out for a couple days over there and start stinking up the place, right? We see Mary run out to meet Jesus, and it says that she fell down at his feet, okay? And then when we look in John 3, we see Mary at his feet again, washing Jesus' feet with her hair, okay? So it's just this theme of being on our knees before the Lord, and there's just a special place um, before the Lord that, that, that he's inviting us into. So, um, hey, Isaac, I love you with all my heart, buddy. When I hear your voice, I want to listen. Can you try to be quiet for me, please? Thanks so much, buddy. Sorry, when I hear noises, I just, I, I get, I get pulled one way or another. All right. So I wanted to talk about Mary. Okay. And, and we just see her at her, at, at the Lord's, at the Lord's feet repeatedly over and over and over again. Okay. I, I want to read just a couple other scriptures about being at the Lord's feet. Okay. And then I want to share a couple other thoughts here. Ephesians 3.14, if you want to write some of these down, Paul says, I kneel before, for these reasons, I kneel before the Father. In Psalm 95, it says, come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. When we look in Daniel, okay, we see him getting on his knees before the Lord three times a day. Okay. So this is kind of a theme throughout scripture. And I guess kind of what I would, another thought, and I meant to share this at the beginning. Sometimes I use notes and sometimes I don't. I, sometimes I'd just rather not use notes. It goes a whole lot better. But I feel like what happens, and I feel like what the Lord has for us, is when, when we really have an encounter with Him, what it does to our hearts and what it does to our souls and, and literally our physical bodies is it sends us to our knees. And I think that that's what's happened with these people. They see Jesus or they see the Father for who he truly really is. And they find themselves at his feet over and over and over again. So here's a couple thoughts that I wrote down about what it looks like 
to be at our feet before the Lord while we're praying, or to be on our knees before the Lord and at His feet when we're praying. When we're at His feet, we're at the same set of feet that Mary was sitting before, whether we know it or not. Whew. That just jacks me up, guys. When we're before the Lord on our knees at His feet, we're at the same set of feet that Mary was at. We're at the same set of feet that carried a cross up a hill. The same set of feet. And that's what he's walking, welcoming us into. He's saying there's a place before me that you're welcome to come and be at. So when you get on your knees before the Lord, you're at the same set of feet that Mary was at. The same set of feet that she washed Woo, with her hair. Same set of feet. When you're, when you're on your knees before the Lord, you're in good company. Like Daniel, Apostle Paul, Mary. You're in very good company. When we're on our knees before the Lord, it really limits our vision. We're not up looking around. We're not paying attention to anything else that's going on around us. When we're on our knees before the Lord and all we can see is His feet, we're pretty one-minded people. Someone on their feet before the, or on their knees before the Lord, they're not easily moved. Um, if any one of you, while I'm standing up here, came and gave me a good shove, I would like fall across here. Depending on who it was, I'd probably go all the way down to the ground. But someone who's on their knees trying to drag that person around is a whole lot different, right? What I would submit to us is someone on their knees before the Lord is not easily moved. Satan really hates it when people are on their knees before the Lord. That person, and we'll look at this in Scripture just a, a little bit more in a second, that person's not easily moved. Maybe one question we can ask ourselves, no condemnation, but are we easily moved? If you feel easily moved, if you feel like you've been doing a little bit of this here lately, on your knees before the Lord, Super safe place to be. You're not easily moved when you're in that spot. It takes our feet away, <laughs> right? You ain't going nowhere. No place I'd rather be, like that song we were singing earlier, right? So there's something about being on our knees before the Lord. It takes our feet away. We ain't going nowhere. It's saying to him, like, forget this junk. I'm shutting the door. I'm locking the door. I'm getting on my knees before you, and I'm not going anywhere and no one's taking me away from this place sorry i'm just this is all just jacked me up here lately Whew, i'm gonna make it we gonna make it so when we look in scripture one of the most precious things that that we can look at is jesus's prayer life okay is Jesus' prayer life. There's not many places in Scripture that we can look and see what it was like for him when he was in a secret place. Okay? We have the Mount of Transfiguration, but I'm not sure how secret that was because, you know, he brought some friends along. I'm not sure that if every time he went to pray, he was hanging out with, with his homeboys up on the mountain, right? But, so we, we, we have that. We have a couple places in Scripture. I think there's two where it says that he got up really early in the morning to go off and pray. 
right? So we know that he was off in the morning a lot of times alone praying, okay? Um, in John, we can see that he liked to spend a lot of time in the garden praying. Um, his disciples asked him how to pray. Um, I think when he, the, the night before he chose the 12, I think he was up all night praying, okay? But rarely, if any at all, other than this one place, if anybody else has any insight into this, I would love to hear it. But I feel like, man, guys, I'm just so jacked up. When we look into the Garden of Gethsemane, we get to see his secret place. You get full access to the King of Glory, the, the one with the mightiest prayer life, the, the, the faultless, matchless, spotless lamb. When we look into the Garden of Gethsemane, you get just full-on view into his secret place. So I want to camp out there for just a second, okay, and see what the King of Glory was like in a secret place during the most crazy time of prayer that there ever was and ever will be, okay? So, where is it? I tried to be a good boy and write down the scriptures. It is in... Drum roll. Somebody do drum roll. Sorry. Christmas jokes. All right. Luke, I believe it's chapter 22. All right. Go to around verse 40 and 41. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed. Okay. So what I would submit to you when, when we get to take a peek inside of Jesus's secret place in the time where he's sweating blood and in the time where it was probably some of the greatest testing and greatest trial, I would say, other than when he was in the wilderness, um, right after the Holy Spirit came on him, um, he was on his knees. So when our king got serious and it was time to be serious, we find him kneeling down before the Father on his knees. And I feel like I need to remind us again, like, it's, it's, just, it's not just like a magical thing to, when we pray to be on our knees before him. And, and I'm not telling us just to try harder or do something right. I want to remind us again, he's inviting us into a place before him at his feet. I just don't want us to get those mixed up. If there's anyone in the room that's mixed that up and messed that up, right here, do with the microphone. I've messed that up a lot to try to act the right way or do the right thing, even when no one's watching. So again, I just want to say he's inviting us to a place before him at his feet. So this next part is hard for me to describe, and I may mess this up, but I'm just going to try to describe it and explain it anyway. Okay, um, so we find Jesus going before the Father on his face three different times in a row, right? Why it happened three times, I have no idea. I don't think anybody knows. I don't even want to hear anybody's opinion about it unless someone has like a really great one, I guess. But I'm sure there's good opinions out there. I don't, I, I don't know if any of us know exactly. One thing that really would bring me joy, though, is like knowing that like, Satan was close enough to hear him say, not my will, but your will be done. I just, I hope he heard it. 
<laughs> I hope he heard it. And I'll, I'll kind of explain why in just a second. But um, it says in verse 45, and when he rose from prayer. Okay, here's what I would like to submit to you. Like it says he rose, so he's kneeling down before the Father. Right there in that place. I, I know that our sin was dealt with on the cross. I know that death was dealt with when he got up out of the grave. But I'm just here to say when, when it came out the third time, probably the first and second as well, like not my will but your will be done when he's on his knees before the Father, like it was done like right then. All right? There was still work left to be done. But boy howdy, like the, the enemy was dealt a blow right there. Because when he got up, when he rose from prayer, like, it's game on. So here's what I would like to submit to you. That, that God has that place for us before the Father. And, and I feel like in our lives as well, that, that it can be said of us just like it was for Jesus. Like, when, when, you know, when Tommy rose from prayer, like, it was over, right? You know, when John Edward rose from prayer, like, that thing was dealt with. So I, I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that I feel like God wants us to be a people of that phrase, when they rose from prayer. I got it out. I didn't think I'd be able to get it out. It was like the hardest thing for me to try to explain. When Jesus rose from prayer, like, it was done. And I feel like what the Lord has for us is to be, one question I wrote down is, what would it look like if, if there was a whole room full of Marys? And, and I feel like another thing is, is, what does it look like when there's a whole room of when they rose from prayer? when they rose from prayer. Just like I shared before about lifting up our souls to the Lord, the enemy does not want you in a genuine place at the Lord's feet, on your knees, before him in prayer. He does not want that. He doesn't like that. That does not help his plan out at all. He'll do whatever he can do to keep you out of that place. It's another reason I don't like reading from notes because I always try to make sure that I don't forget anything. Do you guys do that too? I'm just trying to make sure I didn't miss anything. It's like I wrote like 10 different stars, and it's like I'm looking at all the stars. I'm like, did I miss anything? So I guess kind of one of the last things that I would want to leave us with is this. Um, on our knees before the Lord. On our knees before the Lord is a place where your will dies and His will is done. On your knees before the Lord is a place where your will dies and his is done. Not my will, but your will be done. So, um, yeah, I felt like God gave me that scripture um, as, as we were sitting here before that I'll, I'll just read it from Psalm 29 so I don't butcher it. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. It's my prayer that as we 
not just as individuals, but I feel like this is like a team effort. I feel like as, as we do a great job with, with lifting up our souls to the Lord and, and as we find that place that he's welcoming us into and calling us into, I'm almost scared to even say that, but just opening up and saying, here's a place before me on your knees. Uh, I feel like that, that his voice will break these cedars, whatever these things are in our lives that don't need to be there. I feel like they'll break because his voice breaks those things. Not my will, but your will be done. It's a, on our knees before him is a place where our will dies and his will is done. One other thing that I felt like I heard, and this may or may not be the Lord, but I'm just going to take a step of faith and step out and say it. I'm not sure if it's someone in this room or someone that will listen to this, but I feel like there's, I wrote down the phrase 10-year yokes. And it's my prayer that as we do this as a company of people, as we do this on our own and our, in our secret places, do these two things and put them into practice, my prayer is that there's, there's 10-year yokes that are just broken off. Because I think there's maybe things that some of us have carried for far too long, and he wants those things to break off. And I think that with either the tool of lifting up our souls to the Lord or with this place that he's inviting us to on our knees before him, I feel like it's in those places where cedars breaks or cedars break because of his voice and 10-year yokes are dealt with and then they're gone and then we're like, that thing was even there? I feel like, I feel like maybe that's what's on his heart. Um, that's all I have. So I'm going to... Hmm. Does anyone feel led to pray right now? I'll open it up if anybody else wants to pray. If not, I'm going to just kind of say a prayer. I'm going to pray. To you, O Lord, we lift up our souls, our God in whom we trust. God, I pray that we not be afraid. And God, I pray that our enemies not triumph over us. For your sake, O God. So Lord, I just pray that we be a people that aren't weighed down by our thoughts and not weighed down by our emotions, not weighed down by our own wills. Father God, not weighed down by the things of this world, but I pray, God, that we can efficiently and effectively lift up our souls to you because you can step in and you can make a difference in our lives, God. So God, I just pray that we be an effective people in regards to letting you be the stewards of our souls, letting you be the, the author of our salvation, letting you have a place, creating a place of vulnerability, God. I just pray that over us as a people, God. I pray against hurts and pains that have come throughout the years, maybe in, maybe in a secret place or, or maybe with family members or maybe with something else, Father God, where lifting up our souls to you either feels like it's wrong or maybe lifting up our souls to you uh, feels like it's not something that we should do. I'm being a burden or I'm just being a loser or, or this is just so silly. I'm, I'm just being a, a wuss or kind of girly about this. Real men don't do this. Father God, I, I thank you that, that you're calling out of people to lift up their souls to 
to you so that you so that you can guide our souls all the more father god so i lift us up i lift up every heart in this place every single heart that 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 hears what's being shared tonight god i pray over every single soul here that there be deep 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 peace god i pray for deep 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 peace over these souls and over these minds here god Holy Spirit, I just pray that you be our guide, that you be our counselor, and help us learn how to do this with you, God. I pray that we take seriously our souls. I pray that we take serious our souls, these things that you've placed inside of us, God. And I pray, God, that you clear that pathway, that tube, that that pipe going from us to you. I pray that it be clearer than it's ever been, Father God. God, I pray that as a people that we find ourselves before you so much, even when we're not even thinking about it, that we just get before you on our knees without even thinking about it, that it's not a, man, I need to do this or I wish I'd do this, that is just a place where we find ourselves, Lord. Almost like waking up from a dream, like where am I at? How in the world did I get here? God, I pray that we find ourselves on our knees before you in awe and wonder and glory. And God, I just pray that that our wills die there and that your wills are done there. And God, I pray that when we rise from prayer, that that people just know that 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 when they rose from prayer, this thing was different, God. And I pray that everyone in this room knows that when when we rise from prayer with you, that something is different, Father God. I cancel and I break the the schemes of the enemy, the tactics of the enemy, the 10-year yokes, Father God, that have been trying to come against anyone in this room. And I say that you're done in Jesus' name. And God, I pray that we all just find ourselves at your feet, whether it's washing your feet, whether it's falling at your feet, whether it's crying at your feet, whether it's worshiping at your feet, whether it's lifting up our souls on our knees at your feet, whatever it is, I pray that we find ourselves the same set of feet that Mary was setting before. And God, I just pray that, that whatever needs to die there dies and that, that you bring new life. When we rise from prayer, God, I pray that, that things be different. So God, I just pray for a seriousness and an awe and a wonder. God, I just, I rebuke any, any thoughts of having to try harder or work harder or pray harder or do something better. God, I just pray that we be a people that naturally, naturally find themselves at your feet and actually find ourselves going, man, I need to get alone to be at his feet. God, I pray that the thought of, of trying to work harder or, or be something be literally just so far from us, Father God. Just be so far from us that we just find ourselves at, at your feet for, for hours. And then when we're done, we're just like, wow, I'm different. Jesus, I thank you for giving us a glimpse into your secret place. I thank you for triumphing on the cross and over the grave. And God, we just say that you're worthy, God. So I pray that we lift our souls to you. I pray that we find ourselves at your, at your, at your sweet, sweet feet. I pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I don't know what dismissal looks like, but to our visitors, we're so glad that you came. Were you, did someone invite? Were, were,